Militant mind, the general nine grip The crippled blades and a pen that can sharpen your spine Stiff, level-headed, though my mind flips From side to side, with an acrobat's experience After I stick it, I'm lyric down a demon-possessed IEA, seems Jay's the best for the job With no code What's the word, y'all? It's KTR Unscored Podcast on the Rose Podcast You are now live and direct With your boys, Cinco, Big Harvey, J-Bo himself On episode Deuce, Deuce That is right, episode 22 of the Rose Podcast KTR underscore podcast my brothers how are y'all doing today doing great weather out here looking good better than last episode yeah feeling like i've been here a while you know i'm feeling familiar <laughs> back like you never left back like you never uh-huh. left before we get started this episode please y'all do this one simple favor for us in the wrestling community Go follow us on all social media platforms ktr underscore podcast twitter and instagram another rose podcast facebook youtube another rose podcast on all podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Podbean. We are on everything. I'm glad I have that memorized in my head already where I ain't got to think about it because that just really just blow off the tongue. And hopefully <laughs> this episode flows off the tongue because I am unprepared today, but we are going to get right through the show. Let's go. All right. This one is going to be near and dear to our co-host, Big Har. This is this one. He, he I know he's going to be real passionate about this topic and that's why we're going to get into it we are on the road to wrestlemania yes we are the land of opportunities the land of chances the land where your career can go up or it can go down but yes we are here and speaking of opportunities wrestlers in the business sometimes get their shot Sometimes not. But opportunities is it's it's a real generic broad word. It can mean anything, like you know, just opportunity for TV time, opportunity for a title, opportunity to just showcase your abilities, whether it is in the ring or on the mic. We've had wrestlers in the past, and this is a great concept too. And we're mainly going to be speaking about uh, WWE for, for just to let y'all know. We're um, the great concept that they brought into the fold of their brand is uh, Raw Talk and um, what they do after Smack. They're talking Smack. Talk. Yeah. They've been doing that for a while, and at first, you know, it's, it, really, it really started off with like you know, with the main people on the roster and now it's just also starting to fickle down to like you know other people on the roster just to give them opportunities and chance to speak their mind and it has been working well for them to voice their opinions about how they feel with where they're at and what they're doing within the business but do you believe that all of these wrestlers deserve the quote-unquote opportunity that they want or, or what they deserve is the real question. And the, actually, the real question is, before we get into that topic, you know, and first of all, I just want to say, like, this is all opinions. There's nothing against anybody. I'm not telling what we're not telling where a wrestler should be at. They know more about the business than what we do, but we're just looking from the outside in. We'll never know how it looks from the inside out. But that being said, J-Bo, 
what is your definition of opportunity? Like, what where do you feel that that encompasses in the WWE? So opportunity, opportunity is a, as we mentioned, it is broad, extremely broad, and there's multiple ways to think of it. When I hear opportunity, I'm thinking of an opportunity to be in the main event scene, opportunity to have a storyline built into your character, um, opportunity to go after the big goal. Doesn't necessarily mean you win the big goal, but an opportunity to be developed into something where it, it garners great television time, uh, uh, great merchandising opportunity, promotion opportunity, things like that. Opportunity to be considered potentially one of the big dogs. Um, I, I guess for me, it's, it's broad, but to answer the general question, should everyone get an opportunity? Honestly, I say yes. Uh, the reason why is because you will never know what a wrestler can or cannot do without being, being given an opportunity. Uh, for example, if you look at The Miz, if you looked at him back when he was a SmackDown host and somebody were to tell you, hey, this guy's going to be one of the greatest heel WWE champions in our generation at that time, it, it, it would have been a joke at that point. But when they gave him the opportunity, he became something. Um, I guess for me, I, I don't really think the importance should go on, you know, should everyone get an opportunity? I think the importance needs to go on how many opportunities should an individual get? I, I think that's more important. Uh, I, I, I'll give an example. And yes, Senko, thank you for prefacing that this is all opinions, because this is an opinion, okay? Mm -hmm. Like, if you look at Nakamura, for example, we all know what the guy can and has done. He's been great in New Japan. He's been great in NXT. When he came over to the WWE, he's been given an opportunity. He won the Rumble. He went to WrestleMania main event with AJ. Granted, it went the disqualification, but he had two other championship opportunities and a well-built storyline into that. The crowd just wasn't into it. It just did not work out. Does that mean that I want to see Nakamura in another opportunity like that? No, because there's so many other guys and girls on the roster who hasn't been given that opportunity yet where they should get that spotlight doesn't mean that Nakamura, you know, won't get it later on to be a whole lot better. But I'm just saying he's an example of somebody who got an opportunity, but didn't really care too much for. But then there's other examples like R-Truth, somebody who got an opportunity, took advantage of the opportunity, but he just wasn't giving it to him. Y'all remember when he fought John Cena at Capital Punishment? Yep. He had a great heel story. He had a great match with John Cena. He was really putting himself out there. The fans even bought into it but he just wasn't given another opportunity after that. Should he get it? Yeah, because he developed into that opportunity role. So uh, like I said, I, I don't think the, the question is, should everyone get an opportunity? I think everyone should, but I think we need to focus on, you know, how many opportunities should a person get before they say, look, there's other guys on this roster. There's other girls on this roster. Let's see what they can do on the TV screen. Yeah. All right, Big Horn. We I agree with this things that I disagree with um, aesthetically, but Ooh, I do agree words. with you. Uh, I feel like, yeah, there you go. But that one word calendar. Uh, everybody should be given opportunity at least once. I agree also that those opportunities should be limited. Um, what I think the biggest discrepancy is, is between if the crowd's not into it or Vince is not into it. We've talked about that a couple of times as well. Um, we have a lot of people uh, Keith Lee, Braun Strowman, just to name a couple. Uh, hell, Kofi Kingston, we can even name. They're given opportunity, opportunities taken away. Kofi had a uh, God knows how long title reign. 
uh, what, nine months was it? I don't know. You know, good, good. Around six. Nine, six yeah. months. Lost it. Never got another shot. Uh, same thing if you look at earlier in his career when he was up for the title against uh, Orton. They gave him that one chance. Something happened, screwed up. Never got a chance again up until the more recent chance. So yeah. he was given chances spanned almost 15 years, you know. So it's, it's, it's a big discrepancy. Uh, everybody knew he was ready, uh, but WWE didn't think he was ready. I feel the same uh, with Nakamura as far as him moving up to the main roster. He didn't connect with the crowds as he should have or as he did in NXT. And um, they're more of the pure wrestling fans. Japan, of course, hometown, things like that. Um, but I do think that he deserves more opportunity. Um, I, I, I believe... There are quite a few people who've been given opportunity years ago that should still be given opportunities because we look at how many 10, 12, 14, 15-time champions they have now. There's no reason those numbers should be that high. Yeah. No, that I agree. Absolutely no reason anybody. I don't care. Ric Flair's is impressive because he held it across territories and across a span of, what, 20 years, you know? Um, it's not as important when they play in, like, this was my issue with Bobby Lashley when we discussed last episode. They play hot potato title. Yeah, you have more title reigns, so when they announce it, you sound like a more impressive champion. But when you actually look at what that means, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Had, what, three, four title reigns, only, only one of them really mattered. Miz has had two. Neither one of them really mattered. He was used to put over other people, other storylines. So, um... It's, it's a weird, it's, it's really weird how to nail down exactly what type of opportunity should be given to who. I do think that if you hire somebody, you hire them for a reason, give them a shot, sink or swim. You should really just let people go out there, sink or swim. Uh, when it comes to people like Nakamura, you got to let them do them and not try to micromanage. You can tell, same with Keith Lee, micromanagement. You know, you tweaking every little thing they do. They're not really the person that wrestling fans fell in love with. And that's where the that comes from. So, yeah. uh, with opportunity, you have to actually give opportunity, not just letting them go out and do what you told them to do. Let them go out there, find themselves as a wrestler connecting to this crowd and let it go from there. Because attitude era, we go back to, most people went out there and winged it. They didn't go out there with a script. Mm -hmm. Even trash gimmicks. Like, um, as much as I love Val Venus, his gimmick was trash. All right? <laughs> Porn star. But they just let him go out there with a microphone. There ain't nobody writing nothing for him to say. He went out there with a microphone. He connected with the crowd despite everything else going on. Godfather connected with the crowd, you know, organically. With the, they were given characters, and they developed them themselves. So, yes, give opportunity, but let the reins go. Let them, let them do them. If they fail, sweep them up. You've done it before. You do that with people that you, you'll put a script in their hand, and you don't like how they do it, so then you, you sweep them. As, you know, if you can do that, then you can just let people go out there and do them. Yeah, so I I actually agree with the fact that you're letting them go and be them and then giving them that opportunity within the aspect. The the sad part about it though is that they're to be their their mantra now, what they're known for now is here a script, follow this script. If you don't follow the script, that's it. The sad part of it as well is that people, we still tune in, <laughs> we still watch anyway. So Vince is like, you know, I give you a script. And you're going to have to follow that. And if you don't, oh, well, I'm still going to have people who watch. Okay. So, like, yep. and, and going back to the Nakamura thing, like, I love Nakamura. I, I, I loved him ever since 
he came in when he was announced to fight Sami Zayn at, at one of the NXT takeover events. Like that was it was terrific. Uh, the problem, however, is that like with, with Nakamura, when I look at him, I know that he can do great things. That's why I preface where if he had another opportunity to to be him, to be the guy who he he fought off with AJ Styles at Wrestle Kingdom with, then I know that he can be something for not just for you know the Japanese fan base, but for the overall wrestling fan base. Right. But same time, the WWE, they are working off of all these guys. They're signing people every five minutes. And you got these people coming in who they know good and well you're going to get a script and you're going to have to go off that script. And so, and that's what that's what you have. So with Nakamura, I would love to see that in the future. But like you said, we got Keith Lee. I still haven't seen a real opportunity for him just yet. Uh, we can go down the line for all the other new and upcoming casts coming in as well. So I, I say give them an opportunity. If they can take a script and run with it, great. Roman Reigns, he could not do that with a face, but he's doing it terrifically with a heel character right now. So even though there, there are scripts, there are some people who can really take that brass ring with it and go for it. So with the opportunity aspect, hey, you got an opportunity. Here's a, uh, here's a script. What can you do with it? We're, this is the WWE. This is 2021. This is how we operate. What can you do with it? That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. What they're getting into when they get there. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> What about you, Senko? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, my turn. <laughs> Opportunities. So, whenever I saw that word, or why, why are you doing that? I haven't spoke yet. <laughs> All right. So, I like how both of y'all broke the word down for me. Because majority of the time when I hear people talk about opportunities, I think like my main focus is like thinking about people talking about opportunity for a title. The main title of anything, out of, any, of anybody, not, not, not like the mid card or the tag team, like, like the, to be the face of the business and the company. And that was my thing. In my mindset, does everybody, in, well, I'm see, see, like I said, opinion from outside in, does everybody, can, any, can everybody be a champion in that business? No, my no. personal opinion. And so that's why I know I always have my like, yeah, when I hear about people, people talking about opportunities, you know, but like, you know, talk about, I'm just, just have like a chance here, a shot, like opportunities in like on, in the ring or on the mic or just something like that, just to showcase what you can possibly do and just get your TV time, you know? And it's just, it's, it's only so much you can do. You know, like I said, Raw is only three hours and SmackDown is two hours. You have the current storylines going on. At the end of the day, it's still a business. You know, WWE is not these independent circuits where you can just go off the whim and fly and say wherever the hell you want, cuss and do it and this and that. Because that's what the majority of people are doing on the indie scenes, which would not fly on a mainstream billion dollar business that got multiple contracts in um, negotiations and uh, liabilities, trademarks, sponsorships with all these other businesses that do that will not fly. Huh? And mm -hmm. so I get that I get the reason why that the W has scripts because it's like okay, if something goes goes off the rails with something that's said by you, the wrestler is not at fault because it's the writers that have that. So it's like if anything happens, it's, it's with them unless you just go off script and just. Go ahead and women just say something wrong and that's on you. But like saying, it's just keeping the safe haven of like what can be said, what cannot be said on said product because it is 
this big of a product that can go down in shambles if the wrong thing is said. That's all it takes. It's not how the, the that is not how it was back in the day where we saw all the God knows how much racist stuff and stuff going on. Like imagine we had a Kevin White coming out in today's WWE. Imagine they had the whole thing with the 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 the, the quote unquote terrorist attack where they had the Undertaker back. They like, imagine stuff happened now. Mm-hmm. It would be shut down. Imagine somebody called somebody at the name at the wrong time. It would be shut down. Imagine mm-hmm. if some if like like when like in the commentators like with um Jerry King Lawler when he would like just do his like little quote unquote sneaky remarks about Booker T's match like say stuff about like him having like a nappy head and this and that being a hood like that would get shut down. So I mean, Vince McMahon, but Vince McMahon saying nigga backstage was scripted. That, okay. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> that's different. He he's the only he mm-hmm. so unfortunately like he owned the business, but it's still he's the only person that can get away with that. That's that's a different story. So yeah, so it, it's it's not the same thing. So, but leading up to what I was saying before I got off topic with that. So, in my mind, with the opportunity thing, is it's fortunate, unfortunate because in my mind, I I see where they're coming from because it's from a money standpoint. It's, it's like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If people love John Cena so much. Have them keep winning. So I understand that people love Drew McIntyre so much. Keep them having winning. They love him so much and stuff like that. The people that have these multiple title reigns, like an Edge, a Randy Orton, a Triple H, you know, stuff like that. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, until it's broken, and then you out of people to use. Is it? Is it really? Is it broken in the standpoint financial, or is it broken in like the real mindsets of us that we're not satisfied no more? It's not broken financially because exactly that's the point. Stream, uh, because they have other streams to make up for it. Like um, last episode again, brother from 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 Marks and Mike said they're not worried about about views. All this as far as opportunity to shine and to actually be on TV and making a name, making noise, really would translate in merch and in viewership. Nobody's moving needles on viewership anymore. Nobody. It don't well, even yeah, matter. It's made off the strings and everything on like other yeah, no, platforms. So, so financially, it doesn't really matter when it comes to opportunities, in my opinion. And that's exactly how they treated, especially during COVID. All these different people wouldn't get opportunities. They've been given opportunities. So financially, I don't think that it's that big of a deal to them to give an opportunity at this point. I really just feel like it's micromanagement. It's way too micromanagement. Okay. So I got a question for you. Yep. What wrestler would you like to see as world champion right now that hasn't won a world title? That's going to taste thank you. Mm-hmm. Big E. Big E will make a great champion. Mm-hmm. J-Bo? Peace. Huh? Keith Lee. Keith Lee. Man, y'all named some good ones I can't disagree with. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just imagine Keith Lee and his fun personality and like the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Same thing with Big E, you know. Yeah, if, we're about, if we're talking about a business, then okay, fine. Yeah, we, we can. You don't know what's actually going to be beneficial unless you give them an opportunity to be beneficial. Like right now, they're making money off of, you know, the whole uh, Bray Wyatt thing for a while. They're making money off Randy Orton. They're making money off Roman Reigns. 
great. But like, if you give, I don't know, let's say Keith Lee a chance, and it doesn't have to be nothing long, it could be something short, but give them that opportunity, well, maybe once the crowd come back so you can get a real reaction, but like, give them that opportunity, watch what happens. They don't know, they may have just struck gold. He they probably just- assuming, yeah. You're right, these are all, all you know, assumptions that we're making, but you don't know. You don't know what cash cows that you really have. But you're going to keep milking out of these guys. Like you said, you know, if they ain't broken, don't fix it. And, you know, they got resources to do so. But if you want to talk about business, you you can definitely take your business to a new level if you have these other assets that could potentially blow up. I have no idea. It's just like the stock market. It's all risky. You know, no matter what, you probably got these two or three stocks that's probably bringing you in a lot of money. But you probably got this one stock in this. Um, I don't know, watch company that may blow up. You don't know. You just got to invest into that. It don't got to be much, but just something just to see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Opportunity. Nothing's guaranteed. It's opportunity. It's just to see what happens. Yeah. That's the opportunity. Yeah, I could definitely see Keith Lee and Biggie are the two great examples of people that can and should be champion. That's why we haven't seen Keith Lee on TV in a while. Man. It's WrestleMania. <laughs> All they lost right there because they're not utilizing somebody like that that could potentially be a face for the company if you're talking about business. Yeah, who knows? Anything else to touch on hard? No, man. I mean, I think I've said <laughs> <laughs> we know how you feel about opportunity. You know, you know how you like this, like certain people on TV want to see other people shine, Charlotte Flair. But yeah, even people that. <laughs> other people it's people that i don't really care for that i feel like should actually get that because you know you don't know what they're gonna do they might actually do something that you'll enjoy you know what i'm saying like um shit, i guess just an example now there's justice leagues all over the place everybody hated justice league they had two hours of, of, of new footage and now everybody loved it that's the potential of what it could have been they gave somebody else an opportunity at the same thing and he did better than what the person that they gave it to originally did mm -hmm. Your yeah. opportunity. Yeah. Got a point there. Well, I think to debunk that, uh, follow your face. You was trying to come I back. I know. I'm like, I can't right now. Yeah. <laughs> this conversation not going the way I expected it to go. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready to be argumentative. Like, this, like, like, damn, they're really making sense now. Why did y'all just do this in the group chat a while ago? Like, why did you do it then? Y'all just want to argue with the group chat and say I'm wrong and just say, oh, yeah, it's already all. He's like, like, could have just had normal, civilized conversation. You never think you're wrong. You never think you're wrong. I mean, that's different. I'm me. Of course, I'm not going to think I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Next topic. This is a good one. Now, uh, you know, in our years, uh, you know, you know, people that have Facebook, you know, if you look in your memories, you know, a bunch of old stuff pops up, of course, because you know, it's your memories and your history, you know. And with our history and our memories of, Facebook, you know, we have a lot of random posts that we make every now and then that involves wrestling. In one post uh, we had that was brought up recently that hard one to say for the show was about who would be the, no, no, not who be, who is the greatest of all time in the WWE. I think he's about to go look for us while he's going off the screen. <laughs> <laughs> who is the greatest of all time? And we were about to argue on Facebook on it, but he said, save for the podcast. Like, okay, cool. And we're saving it for the podcast. And wait, hold on, time out. Dang. 
Fast lane about to come on. Oh, right. right. <laughs> the, the, the kickoff, the kickoff match going with Real and Mustafa Ali. But uh, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, where did Mark go? All right. So with that, greatest of all time in the wrestling business. Oh, what, what's your who's your opinion? Who, who is the greatest of all time in WWE? First of all, you didn't fully preface this situation, yeah. right? <laughs> John Cena. Not saying John Cena is the greatest. I'm finishing his 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 half done preface. Um, the argument was about John Cena being the goat because he's won. He's he's the most winningest. I will say that that man has probably had at least 100 championship matches defending and um, for the title, and that he is the single most winningest superstar in WWE history. All right, that's, I don't, I don't think that's really debate. I don't, I can't think of anybody else that's won more, especially big matches than John Cena. That to me does not give you the GOAT title. Does it put you into consideration? Absolutely. Are you on the Mount Rushmore? Absolutely. Should you be considered among the GOATs? Yes. But that does not make you the greatest wrestler of all time. Mostly because you couldn't wrestle until about the last five years. Uh, now I see where you're going with this. You're talking about just specifically off of just wrestling ability. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. You said wrestler. Like, you, you said... Let, let, me, let me, because all wrestlers in sports entertainment it's it's all together, okay. I'm not I'm not saying sports entertainer because I'm not Vince McMahon. Wrestlers, professional wrestlers, for all professional wrestlers, they still had an entertainment aspect. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, the in ring perspective is always overlooked when it comes to things like this. You hear Ric Flair's in the conversation for greatest of all time, but you never hear Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, who could wrestle him under the damn table. Same with Macho Man Randy Savage. You don't hear him up there with Ric Flair when. Arguably, he was just as good, if not better, than Ric Flair. So my thing is, it's not just the people who won the titles, who had the most title runs, who had the most wins, who we saw the most that should be considered to be the greatest of all time. It should be more well-rounded. The the criteria should be more than just titles and FaceTime. Because I feel like there are more people out there who were there for a long enough time to be considered that and that were good enough to be considered. That's that's where my argument's coming from. All right, so you never answered the question, though. No, because we didn't, weren't on the question yet. We were on the pre- <laughs> No, we were on the question. I'm asking who's the greatest of all who's time. <laughs> Your half-done preface is what we were doing. <laughs> okay, so uh, now I'm asking the questions. Now, now ask the question, Cinco. What's the question, sir? Who is the greatest of all time in the WWE? Gosh, that's a hard one. Uh, geez. Geez. I would say it's got to be between Shawn Michaels and Undertaker. Okay. Got to be between those two. Hmm. And why? The amount of time that they put in and that the entire industry today was built on their backs. It's, to me, is is. Is prolific enough to give them that that title they had charisma so they had the entertainment aspect they had the characters they had evolution throughout their careers they were able to stay relevant throughout what 10 20 30 years each 
Like they, the, the longevity, the skill set. Um, they, they, to me, they were total packages. They had everything. So that's why I go with them. Dang, we just missed something good on uh fast lane. <laughs> we did. Go, go ahead, J Bo. <laughs> I'm sorry, Harv, I got distracted. I'm over here doing social media like, man, we missed the pre-show. Yeah, okay. I don't see it, but yeah. <laughs> then I won't be very long because this question- <laughs> This is still part of my episode. We, <laughs> we got to speak to you. <laughs> well, I, the reason why I'm not going to be very long, but this question is extremely difficult and no matter which way you put it, it can be placed into an opinionated category. So I, like for example, with, with Harz, he, he has honestly near perfect answers with Shawn Michaels and Undertaker. Um, my my issue, however, with, well, not really issue, my, my alternatives would be out of the Undertaker or the Rock. And I know a lot of people may disagree <laughs> with the Rock. <laughs> but let's see why the Rock. <laughs> oh my God, this is real. The Rock garnered crowd control in a way that's still being remembered to this day. Um, he brought a certain, I don't want to say electric, but he, he brought a certain feel every time he came over to the microphone, every time he came over to the screen, and every time- like Electrifying so bad, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not. Uh, it, it's like every time he had a TV time, it was, it was captivating and that's it, it was natural for him he he came out there and he was able to just be the brahma bull every time and just leave in the crowd ate it up like when i think of the greatest of all time i think of who the crowd was able to get invested into whether they booed them whether they cheered them like when they came out what does the crowd get invested in because that's how that's how people watch. That's how people buy merchandise. That's how people remember. That's how people grow up. That's why Shawn Michaels and Undertaker are nearly perfect. Um, for for me, though, I, I felt more of a connection with Undertaker and The Rock. Um, Shawn Michaels is definitely one of my top four. Top four, definitely. But still, I, mine's either be between The Undertaker and The Rock, in my opinion. And I agree with The Rock. Biggest issue I've always had with The Rock, because that's another discussion people like to have between The Rock and Stone Cold is um longevity rock was full-time in wwe for six years for a total of six years um he transformed a lot he ascended to the very top and then he got out of dodge which you know you can't blame him for but mm -hmm. uh, as far as anybody else that we would we would consider in that category or to put in that category i don't think there's anybody that was in the industry for five six years that we would put there other than the rock so that, that's the only that's the only thing that's really bothered me about putting him there is because we really don't he he excelled so fast and got so big so fast that we don't know exactly how far he would have gone he could have got knocked back down like we've seen people go up to the top and then fall you know so we, we really don't know but he's probably the most prolific and definitely the most successful successful wrestler of all time uh, but that's that's really only ever uh, been my gripe with the rock is just the longevity thing he wasn't there very so completely honest. It's basically the Bo Jackson of the WWE. That's what you're basically saying. I mean, that's a good comparison. Yeah. That's, that's, that's something right there for real. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like, what could have happened if he stayed? So, yeah, but yeah. we'll never know. But with that being said, somebody did stay longer than him. 
and has surpassed his title reigns. Here we go. Yeah. And possibly his star status in the WWE. The man that has as many championships as Ric Flair. John Cena. His star status, you think, is equal to that of The Rock? In the WWE. Okay. Not not, right. not not outside that no rock rock got the moves hands down that's 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 a fact yeah, right. real rock rock has the yeah rock does have any the the stuff outside of the movie yeah because I was trying to think no no John Cena got a little TV time here that but now nah, the rock the Dwayne Dwayne different I think COVID messed up uh, John Cena's movie career because he had two um, highly um, successful movies that were like. The critics loved it. That Bumblebee movie, yep. And, um, that 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 cock blocker movie, I think it was called. Mm-hmm. But they both they both did really well in theaters, and um, you know he, he got a lot of praise for him. He had a lot more movies that he was signed on to do, but COVID knocked it off. Yeah. Oh, I mean, eventually he might get up there. I do feel like he has potential. He got potential, but it, yeah. it, it, just, it just ain't there. Dwayne different. Dwayne got a different personality. He moved different. He act different. So. I'm gonna I'm give I'm gonna give that off to him with no no outside of wrestling, but within wrestling, you gotta give it to John Cena, 16 time champ, because that that career that he just had it it, it was it's memorable, you know. It was like he's he's been headlining so many pay per views, WrestleManias for year after year after year after year consistently. And held it down for a WWE. Been carrying them with merchandise sales, carrying the business. And I, and I said this before in one episode is like when he won the United States title at WrestleMania 20, and he was a United States champ for that period of time, he made the mid card title bigger than the WWE title at that I, period, which, was, I, which is something that you don't see very often at all. You barely see it at any time. I don't remember one time where a mid-card title was bigger than a world title in ever. Closest was Ultimate Warrior when he was uh, IC title. That was yeah, I'll, I'll give that one too when he beat it was bigger. You know, old dude. But yeah. Well, like I said, John Cena, he's up, he's up there. You know, when, when he started off with everything, you know, when he was like deep into like that that hip hop gimmick he was doing, you know. Aggression. Yeah. <laughs> it started with real aggression, but then it evolved from that. But like, it was like he made like, he was successful with that corny gimmick. It made it big for him, you know. It's like when people go go off made bad gimmicks and make it great. Like when a New Day made that, that gimmick that they start off with and just made it evolve and turn to this, it's like, you know, it kind of went off the radar with what they were doing, but it worked, you know? That's what John Cena did. Like, you know, I could see, I could really see how, like, that rap game was supposed to be, it, it wasn't supposed to be as big as it was, but it did. And he made the best of that, where now to the fact now he could just be John Cena without a game. It's just his name now. And with that, you know, just made it bigger and grew and just look at where it now. 16 time the champ. Okay, so <laughs> let, let, I, I know I see hard, but let 
before you go, let, let me air my grievances here. Um, with with John Cena, there you you spoke a lot of truth on that one. And honestly, I, I'm not even going to rate it based on his wrestling abilities because let's be honest, here, we all know that he has the five moves of doom, and he didn't unveil his sixth move until that one time in Saudi Arabia when he did some type of X punch. And, and, <laughs> that that one move with Elias. Okay, so I'm not even going to base it off of wrestling. I'm actually going to base it off once again on on crowd perception. You're right. He had merchandise sales. Yes, he was in main events, but a lot of that was forced. It got to a point where the crowd said, "I we get it. He's the main event. All right, but there's other people in the main event. He could be face. He could be heel. Great." And, and he can stay up there. I'm pretty sure the people will be fine. But it got to a point, I would say maybe a little bit more than halfway into his career, where the people was like, can we please get somebody else? But because of merchandise and all this stuff, John Cena just repeatedly get put back in those, in those places. So he's not a 16-time world champion because the crowd wanted it. He was a 16-time world champion because it was just good for business. You know, that's that that that's all that was. So I can't say that he's one of the greatest of all time because it was simply good for business because the fans, sadly, they're going to watch it regardless. So it's not best for the fans. It's not best for the long haul product. At the end of the day, it's just a business move. It's not really a, a wrestling move. It's not a WWE fan move. It's not any of that. So that that's my only quarrel. It, it went against fan perception after a while. She did. Let, let me say this real quick for Harv to do his spiel real fast. I know you're gonna say something. <laughs> Y'all, bruh. Yeah, I am. <laughs> you can compare John Cena to LeBron James. No, you can't. Yes, you can. Let me speak. Let me speak. For his entire career. You say what? LeBron James was a skilled athlete for his entire Oh my God, see now you're, you're talking about abilities right now. I'm not talking about that. We're, get off the top of, of skill right now. Right, anyway, look, look, I could, look you, you wanna get muted? All right, cool. Like I said, <laughs> John Cena is basically the LeBron James in the WV. And I'm, I'm gonna just break it down real quick like this. And <laughs> when, you see, it's like when somebody, when somebody first comes out, correct, you know, in the beginning of John Cena's career, when he started winning titles at the beginning, uh, no, J-Bo, look at me. So like I said, when he was, <laughs> was he came out and was winning titles at the beginning, people were loving him and stuff like that, correct? You know? Yeah. Yes, he was. Sure. Exactly. Don't say you just like John Cena when he first came out, because I don't want to hear that lie, because you did. I love John Cena. I know I'm talking about hard, you know, but yeah, he can't I... speak right now because he muted. So yeah, <laughs> it's the same thing with uh, LeBron James. He first came out, everybody loved him when he came out and everything. Okay. But when would you play you are when LeBron started when LeBron started uh winning people started to hate him more then it was, it was that middle period was the same thing with John Cena when he started winning more people started hating him at, at the end you no know? but then as time goes on and progresses you know uh what 20 years later down the, uh, the road for LeBron but not 20 years maybe I think but yeah, 20 years. 20 years down the road, LeBron James now, when he won his last, uh, what's the name, uh, NBA title with the Lakers, you know, it wasn't too much animosity at that time. People were like, okay, they understand, they like him again. It was the same feeling when John Cena won his 16th world title 
when he had a standing ovation for it and everything, everybody put it aside, they was like, damn, he really did it and loved him. And I was there when that happened because I was at the show in San Antonio when he faced off against AJ Styles at that Royal Rumble and won the title. I was there. Everybody loved it. Nobody booed him or anything like that. Everybody respected that win. And so that's really how it is. When people win too much, you're going to hate them. It's, it's just like that. I'm sorry. It's, it's just natural, you know? It's, it's just different for like just certain people because they didn't win as much. But if you got a man winning 16 times, of course you're going to get mad because you want your favorite person to win. You want somebody new to win. It's just different. But you can't hate on what's great. There's one major um, difference, though. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I can. I'll actually meet you now. Hard sitting there. All right. Uh, yeah, let let Hard speak let, because I I think it's only fair if you let him. Speak You're right because I didn't let him speak at all. Go ahead. <laughs> He's having a migraine right now. <laughs> He's still muted. I asked, I asked to unmute him, so yeah, I just think he just chooses not to be unmuted right now. There yeah, you go. Then I'm gonna try not to curse because uh, <laughs> wild right now. You know more about sports than I do, and you know that that entire comparison was BS. Way too many other factors that you that 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 you decided not to include, but since it'll take so long to unpack that, I'm gonna gloss over it and act like it didn't happen. Um, John Cena got popular when he started cursing in his raps, or not even when he started cursing in his raps, when he allowed the crowd to curse in his raps for him. So, once John Cena stopped doing that and started focusing more on the kids, the people that were his age or that, that were at that age that were cursing in the crowd, um, by that time, they were older, and they realized how crappy John Cena had gotten by pandering the children. John Cena was on for as long as he was because of children, literally because it's a it's it, the it's PG, it's a publicly publicly traded company, and because children bought bought his merch, and because families came as families dressed in different colored shirts with jorts, and you could you could get his entire wardrobe, you could buy that dude's whole stuff. That's why John Cena was on top. John Cena was on top because he had the white rapper gimmick. That's how we got there as a heel and then transitioning into a face. As Jay Bo said, after about five years of this dude winning, as much as he did, people were tired of it. But kids were not tired of it. Why were kids not tired of it? Because he was put on as a superhero. That's what he looked like. John Cena would get destroyed for the entire match. Five moves of doom, win. He looks like a superhero to these children who want more of his stuff, more of his merch. They want to see more John Cena. You know, everybody else is saying we don't want to see John Cena. And to your credit earlier, like you mentioned, we're going to watch it anyway. It doesn't matter, especially because now you got people that love him and hate him. John Cena was a tweener, even though he was supposed to be a face for a good three, four years before they actually started passing the torch to other people. I have always hated John Cena. Day one, okay? Don't you ever say that I didn't hate John Cena, all right? Also, the 16th win, people were happy about the 16th win because it was put on again as something monumental. Who else had won 16 championships? Ric Flair. Who else is as beloved and was on top for as many years as Ric Flair, though spanned across a bunch of different territories? 
it's just it's it's, it's Ric Flair. It, it was all associated with Ric Flair. Ric Flair was there for it to present it. All this extra crap. It was it was he was put as an equal of one of the biggest icons in in the industry. So even if you hated him, you had to respect. I respected it. I mean, it's 16 title wins. You should respect it. I don't mean I liked it. I hate the guy. It's pointless. He learned how to wrestle five years before he just started fading out. And I agree he should have faded out when he did. But by the end, the damage is done. Who do they have now? Who do they have that's as prolific as John Cena or that will ever be as prolific as John Cena? Nobody, because everybody was in their 30s when they won the title, except for uh, Orton. Orton's, Orton's young. Orton was doing it before he was. Not all they have is, is, is Orton. He's, he's now the gatekeeper which John Cena never did really was his job before he left was to be a gatekeeper was to pass the torch. He never passed the torch to anybody. Just like Hogan never passed the torch. Detriment. He's detriment to the main event scene. Is what it is. Jabo, you have anything to say? No. <laughs> because... <laughs> no. <laughs> Even the one thing I wasn't going to say, Harv elaborated a whole lot more than I could have. So I had to stop. Because I, I know y'all, we finna watch the show when I gotta go finish doing stuff. Look, I have a lot more to say. I can go on with John Cena before you. We, we right? know. don't like it. We know. Don't like it. All right. Like I said, well, the grace of all time is still up for debate. But one thing that's not up for debate is the end of this show. Thank y'all for listening to episode 22 of Know the Ropes podcast. And so y'all should know, go to our social media platforms, KTR underscore podcast, Twitter, Instagram, Know the Rose podcast, Facebook, YouTube, Know the Rose podcast on all podcast platforms, Google podcast, Spotify, Anchor, Apple podcast, Podbean. We are on everything. 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 Thank y'all for tuning in. Thank y'all for listening. Please go subscribe. Please go share. Please leave a comment. Spread the word, show some love, and don't forget to get your merch at ProWrestlingTees.com. Yes, go get that right now ASAP. This is episode 22. Deuce, deuce, and we are out. What should they do, Big Hard? Buy more shirts. And pump those numbers. Thank you. There we go. (laughs) Oh yeah, also retribution is over now. Good night, y'all. Yeah. Numbers, letters, all symbols of man-made devices that could cripple us all. Improve BKK, panic and when storm hits and knocks out the power grid. Are you fully prepared to live off the grid? How you think?